Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said sorry Luke But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a Jedi Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. And we have a guest! Woo! Guest! Woo! Who are you guests? Speak up! Hello, I am the guest. I'm sorry, I don't know why I sounded like a ghost. I don't know what was happening. Woo! Uh. I'm the guest! <laughs> We have a ghost guest! <laughs> so, we just, we're recording two podcasts back to back, we've just guested on Sequoia's podcast, mm-hmm. and we said we'd do her one first, because if we get loopy, but, uh, but afterwards it's fine, because it's fine to be loopy on Sorted. And I see we're getting straight into that right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? I am Sequoia Simone, and I am a person who makes some podcasts. I have two podcasts. I have a Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them, a Harry Potter fan fiction podcast, and I have a But Make It Scary, a podcast where we take romantic films and turn them into horror movies. So good. I love yeah. that concept so much. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so happy. Although I, I think I might genuinely prefer But Make It Lovely. As a oh my god! <laughs> I I I cannot lie. That was my that was my favorite thing to write, and I was like, "Wait a second! Incredible. Did I fuck up? Is this should my podcast have been <laughs> this? Oh god, no! What did I do?" <laughs> well, I like that you're finding multiple opportunities to do them. It's not just a once a year thing. You've got Halloween. Yeah, yeah. You've got Valentine's. Yeah, and maybe something else. April Fools. Use every excuse yeah, you can get. April Fools is good. Yeah. Um. But yeah patreon sneak peek there's gonna be one every month yeah oh. patreon so i wish i had a job so i could pay for <laughs> patreons <laughs> one day one day yeah. i'm excited to be here we're Thank excited, to, we're have excited you. to have you we need to ask you some questions so we can find out what you're like as a potter person sure excellent <laughs> so we already know the answer to this but sequoia what is your hogwarts house I am a tried and true through and through Slytherin. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> I think, am I wrong? Is Sequoia the first Slytherin we've had on? I don't know. I don't <laughs> quite remember. But... I don't know what we sorted any given character into. <laughs> I don't remember what our guests are. I have long since stopped like keeping that in my brain as an important factor about any given person. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I am Slytherin on Slytherin on Slytherin. Like, there's no, you know, people have, like, secondary houses, you know? Um, mm. I do not. I am just <laughs> a Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. You're not brave, smart, or other? No. No, I'm not. I am pure, unadulterated ambition. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, respect that. I was kind of hoping that you were just going to say pure, unad- pure unadulterated evil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a little just cunning. Little, little just evil. nothing but cunning. Well, that's my entire personality. Although, let's be real, isn't that more Kim? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is, that is. She pretends to be a Hufflepuff, but that's a fucking lie. <laughs> do, we have an- do we have another guest question? I feel like we have two. No, no. Sorted. it's just the, one. just the one. We're a very simple show. Yeah. I can ask myself a question. I can ask myself Please. a secondary question. Go for it. Um, yeah. Hey, Sequoia. Uh, hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> what is... <laughs> how, how, how are you today? I, I, I mean, I'm good. Uh, I'm feeling a little loopy. How about you? <laughs> See, like, that's a good valid question to ask a human. But we've already been talking for two hours at this point, so it feels weird. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, how are you today? I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah. Good. (laughs) How are you? A bit tired, but you know. Yeah, that's fair. It's good that we check in with each other. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, manzy. 
So Sequoia, as our guest, we gave you the choice of what you'd like to sort today, more or less, asterisk. Mm -hmm. And uh, what have you picked? What are we sorting? Today we are sorting Star Wars, the original trilogy. Now, tell me, what is a Star War? For those at home who may not know. Um, it is uh, when two stars take up arms against each other. Oh, okay. It's not when a star hunter tries to track down a bear star thing. <laughs> no, that's not. I, yeah, I just realized that both of the stuff we were talking today is very star oriented. Yeah, Stardust, Star Wars. Whew. Yeah. Same thing. Um, Star Wars is a f- franchise. Is that is that what we're gonna call it? Yeah. yeah. Media empire. A media empire. <laughs> yeah. It's a. It's space tastic. It's <laughs> yeah. There's lots of planets and lots of aliens and lots of robots, mm. and that's why it's good. And there's laser swords. Don't forget the laser. Oh swords. Yeah, I was gonna say the I... laser swords. <laughs> I'm not a big Star Wars person. Um, my dad is extremely yeah. into Star Wars, <laughs> um, and so like I I have seen them. No, like his entire office is like decked out in Star Wars memorabilia. Um, and so, like, I've, I've seen all of the movies, and I, I understand the plots, and I, but I can't retain anything about Star Wars. It's just the lightsaber go whoosh, whoosh, and that's it. Yeah, more of whoom. Yeah, whoom. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I, when I walked into the, uh, the new Star Wars portion of Disneyland, I mm. I went in January of 2020 um before everything <laughs> was a nightmare. Uh I I walked in and almost started crying, but I was with a person <laughs> who was like a who's like a non-nerd, so it felt like yeah. I just mm. I couldn't like completely unleash in that moment. Uh but I did yeah. want to cry very badly. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, that you you had that reaction very much at uh, the Wizarding World the first time we went. Yeah, I did yeah. actually. I also cried the first time I saw the Hogwarts Express at Wizarding World. So yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. You said know. Wizarding World. I meant the, I meant the studio. Mean, tour, I, I thought but... you meant the studio, but I had a similar reaction yeah. to the Wizarding World too. <laughs> <laughs> I cry easy. Look, back in 2016, it was it was okay to like Harry Potter. <laughs> it was. It was a different time. Who the fuck likes Harry Potter? <laughs> Yeah, yeah I was allowed to be emotionally invested in a thing. God forbid. <laughs> All right, let's get the show on the road and let's sort some Star Wars. Excellent. Cool. Sequoia, who's the first character we're going to sort today? First off, we are going to sort the one, the only, Luke Skywalker. My name is Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. <laughs> get ready for quotes. Was that a quote? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're just saying random stuff. No, that's when Luke goes into the prison chamber to rescue Leia the first time. She's like, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Okay. No, this is the part <laughs> where we start where we start just passing off quotes on Alex that are nothing. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. You could. There are like a few there are there are some big ones that I recognize. The yeah. like these are not the droids you're looking for. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, or my only hope. Mm. Like I I know some of them but like minor ones like that feels like a minor quote to me that quote's like in every trailer they release for every new dvd box set when have i ever watched a trailer for star wars <laughs> no you never watched a vhs tape not of star oh. wars oh i no. watched the vhs tapes. they don't put trailers for star wars on the star wars tapes <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> they should Whew. so luke skywalker sometimes luke starkiller mm-hmm. is a <laughs> That was his his original script yeah, name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's uh, a space boy, and he lives in space Kansas. He does. But it's also a desert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all he wants in life is to go to Toshi Station and pick up some power converters. Yeah. Here's the thing: is I think he lives in space New Mexico. Fair enough. You know mm-hmm. what? I don't know America. <laughs> I just know it's a farm kind of place, and also it's a desert. Yeah, he lives yeah. in space New Mexico, I would say. Okay. I would well, say. space Mexico. No. No? No, I guess not. It, no? it felt like it worked in my mind, but then 
Because, because in space it's inherently new? Is that what you were trying I, to get at? I don't know. Cut this. Okay. <laughs> so Luke starts out as a farm boy, but then he intercepts some droids and gets this message from a space princess and he realizes that the only person who can help is this random old hermit for some reason Mm -hmm. and the hermit takes him to a bar where they hire a ruthless bounty hunter to take them into space and then he turns out to be some kind of chosen one who saves the world from the evil galactic empire and uh womb yeah I feel like he has pretty big Gryffindor energy (laughs) Why'd you say that? I would say that because he is incredibly brave. Mm -hmm. um, But he also doesn't like go out of his way to be the chosen one, you know? Mm. And he doesn't like want to be that really at any point. He's just sort of there and... Yeah, he kind of wanted more out of life than just being a farm boy, but not that much more right right he wanted like a like a solid middle ground where he got to like fly a yeah a spaceship and hang out he'd be very happy as the sidekick and let's be real here is he not kind of just like han and leia's sidekick really Mm, i think that's a hot take (laughs) house hot take luke is the sidekick <laughs> yeah, I think that's a pretty big hot take. Um, I mean, Han Han is definitely very much more the traditional action hero type, though, right? I right. mean, we're getting into another character there, but right. Luke is kind. You think he feels like he fits the mold of sidekick better? Mm. Yeah, which maybe that puts him more in a Hufflepuff place. <laughs> I think maybe he. Right at the beginning, I feel like he kind of starts out Hufflepuff. Like when he is complaining about just wanting to go to Toshi Station and pick up power converters. Mm-hmm. Although he doesn't want to work hard on the farm. Mm. Mm. He wants to shoot space lasers. Yeah, but he wants to work That's hard. That's ambition at sh- is what that is. <laughs> Ooh. Let me muddy the waters for you. <laughs> is Luke remotely ambitious? Mm. Probably not so much. Especially... <laughs> When he gets a little bit older and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to this one planet and just drink milk directly from the alien cows. Oh, my gosh. Okay, but here's the thing. (laughs) We're not getting into that. No, I know. I know. I know. (laughs) We're not getting into I'm going to start a Jedi school and then burn down my Jedi school. (sighs) It's fine. Um, Yeah, I don't think he has any Slytherin energy. He's not necessarily... I have a question. Yes. Yeah. Does he fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think decidedly not. <laughs> yeah, no, because the one person he tried to fuck turned out to be his sister. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but I, I, okay, so this is this is Luke of just the the, the movies. Right. We're not including any of the no. other media. We're just just, talk- just the we're first three. Just focusing on the original okay. trilogy. We have a friend who did a Star Wars-themed quiz for us one time, uh, in which, I don't know, maybe seven of the ten questions were regarding uh, Luke Skywalker's uh, Many dating. love interests. Yeah, many love interests. From the books. Um, okay. <laughs> and so, like, I, I don't know very much. I don't remember anything about Star Wars, but I remember all of those questions about his love interests, and so I had to ask the question. Yeah, right, no. right. He, he, don't, he don't fuck. Okay. In fact, he probably takes more literally, like, the the Jedi creed or whatever that was introduced. I mean, it was introduced in the prequel trilogy where they say that, like, Jedi aren't allowed to have attachments or whatever. And yeah. he probably takes that to that point of, no, right. I can't sleep around. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it is a religion and they mm. are just, like, sort of, like, weird celibate. Uh, yeah. Although, granted, I have heard one theory, one idea that it's actually that they're not allowed to have attachments. They can sleep around all they like, as long as they don't get attached to the people I they mean, sleep with. Valid. Don't get married or have a relationship, but a one-night stand is a-okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm really between Hufflepuff and Gryffindor on this one. Yeah, I think I think he kind of starts out a bit Hufflepuffy, but kind of gets pushed towards a Gryffindor role and really takes that on, especially in the, like, especially the final film in particular. In, right. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, Here's, as 
as your your resident non-Star Wars person, yeah. um, what would you say his house is for the majority of these three films? Is it like split 50-50 or do you think he starts to become more Gryffindor in, in the first of the three? I think he moves towards Gryffindor fairly early on. Yeah, okay. I, I would agree. Some aspects of his storyline, I think, kind of parallel Harry's, particularly... Yeah. Like, the moment in Deathly Hallows where Harry's like, okay, I'm going to be a really cool, awesome, badass leader now. I think Luke gets some of that towards the end, like, in episode six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he. I think he does have have Harry energy around him. So I would I would say Gryffindor for majority of the three films. I'm happy to yeah. land Gryffindor. That feels, that feels right. All right. Up next, we've got... Princess Leia. Alex, <sighs> you can tell us who or what is Princess Leia. Can I? Try. She's a space princess. She has hair buns. Um... <laughs> Very important personality defining space buns, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, she's played by Carrie Fisher, who's very cool. Yep. Um, rest in peace. <laughs> um, yeah. She falls in love with Han Solo. Approximately, yeah. I'm running out of things that I know. She goes, I love you. And he says, I know. Yeah. But then in episode six, it's thrown back. He says, I love you. And she says, I know. Good for her. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've run out of things that I can say definitively. Sequoia, do you have anything to add to that? Or would you agree with me that Alex basically said everything there is to say about Princess Leia Organa? Yeah, I think she said literally everything. (laughs) Uh, she's a major leader in the rebellion against the Empire, despite hey. the fact that she's come from like a position of royalty. Like, is she actually a princess though, or is it more like a political thing, like Queen Amidala? Like, what do titles mean in space? She is an actual princess. Um, she's like an adopted actual princess, right. but uh, but I think that she, yeah, yes. oh. I think she is an actual princess. You're, you're reacting with shock there. Did you not think it was weird that she's Luke's twin sister but has a different surname and they didn't know? I didn't know she was adopted. I thought Luke was adopted. Well, they're both kind of adopted. Luke goes on stage with his step-aunt and uncle. Oh. And Leia is adopted properly. Oh, okay. That's why Luke shares his surname with his father. Oh, yeah. Anakin Skywalker. You right. know that much. I do know that, yeah. Come on. Yeah, and... <laughs> She she really got the 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 good end of the deal until her planet got blown up. But like, <laughs> that, that part was not so much fun. That is unfortunate. Hmm. But she doesn't get to spend as much time swishing around the broomstick. No, she does not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Gotta gotta have more women swishing around the broomstick. My initial instincts on Leia is to say that she is very ambitious and tries to be a political leader and lead this rebellion. I'm pushing towards Slytherin, I think, is my my reading on her. Yeah. She absolutely has the leadership factor happening. Hmm. Well, what are you thinking? I mean... I I I want to say some I want to say something contrarian and I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she's pretty clearly a Slytherin. Yeah, sometimes a character is pretty clear cut like that. Like it's not to say she's not brave and she's not intelligent or anything like that. Yeah. But she is defined as a character by like her ability to lead and her drive to lead as well. She mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It's not like she's just been thrust into this position haphazardly. She is a she is the right person for the job. And I know we're not talking about the sequels, but even into that time of the sequels many years later, she's still doing that role. Yeah, exactly. She's absolutely uh resourceful as well. Yeah. Like mm. incredibly resourceful. She is a princess. She's a politician. She's a di- she's a Disney princess. She's a Disney princess. Politician. <laughs> we have mentioned before that uh, politicians are kind of inherently Slytherin. They all, all I mean, of they them. kind of are. All of them. Yeah. And like she is again by virtue of being a princess, she starts out in that position, but then she chooses to carry it on. Like she becomes a 
What is her title? Oh, what does she become later? Once she, you know, her planet's blown up and there's not really a kingdom of which to be a princess. Mm. She's ge- is general. 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 Le- she she becomes a general at some point. Yeah. So she also, you know, has that like military le- leaning as well. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think she's pretty clearly Slytherin. Yeah cunning as well like she hides the plans in this r2 droid that like nobody's gonna pay attention to for some reason even though he's like one of the most badass robots in the universe right (laughs) and then like by virtue of rogue one we know that seconds later after giving that to r2 she's just blatantly lying to darth vader's face (laughs) like I don't know what you're talking about. I'm on a, here on a diplomatic mention from Alder. Mm-hmm. No, you're not, you liar. Badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You stare into the jet black soulless helmet of the most feared being in the galaxy <laughs> and you lie? Hell yeah. Yeah. That's ballsy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Slytherin for Leia. All right, Sequoia, who's up next? Up next is Han Solo. He is a space pirate. Um, He is a smuggler. He is an all-around sort of like morally gray area. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, And he has uh, the Millennium Falcon. He's very, very, very proud of his ship. And he'll talk about it all the time and how it's the fastest ship. And um, he <laughs> is very bold and brash <laughs> and sort mm-hmm. of uh, aggressive. But he it turns out to be good and helpful and uh, decides not to do things just yeah. to save his own skin. Yeah, he might be reluctant to help out at times, but he does, he does always turn around and do the right thing in the end, at least. Mm. Yeah. He's... um. What's that archetype called? Like a a bad boy with a heart of gold? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of kind of thing. I think he want I think it's almost like he wants to be the bad boy. Mm. And like he puts on this like image of it. He dresses the part and tries to act all tall and cuff and lone wolfy, but can't pull through and it's just like but they're in trouble. I've got to help them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He made the Kessler run in under 12 parsecs, even though parsecs are a unit of measure. Yes. Whatever that means. <laughs> uh-huh. I know the memes. I, know I the don't memes. really care about them, but I know them. Yeah. Uh, and he's Harrison Ford and he's freaking great at it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was, I was looking this up the other night, though. Do you know, so Harrison Ford wasn't originally George Lucas's first choice. He kind of was, but George Lucas wanted someone he hadn't worked with before. Mm-hmm. So he asked um, Harrison Ford instead to step in and do line readings with other people. But basically, the other people just weren't as good. He ended up going with Harrison Ford. But like some of the pe- other people who auditioned, let me just bring up the list of people who auditioned for, for Han Solo. I know Bill Murray was on the list. Yeah. What the fuck? Kurt Russell, Nick Nolte, Sylvester Stallone, Bill Murray, Christopher Walken, Burt Reynolds, Jack Nicholson, Al Pacino, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and Perry King all auditioned, and George Lucas didn't like them any of them as much as he enjoyed Harrison Ford in the role. I cannot imagine literally one of those people <laughs> doing this thing. But most of all, Chevy Chase. What? <laughs> He is from Community. Yeah. Imagine Star Wars, but everything's the same except Han Solo's Christopher Walken. Uh, uh, yeah, Leia would be like, uh, I love you. And he'd be like, I know. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, apart from the fact that apparently Harrison Ford could beat out literally all those incredible actors for this role, mm. his character of Han Solo is, yeah, space pirate with a dash of cowboy. 
Sure. Mm-hmm. What house? What? Where are you leaning, Sequoia? I'm less Ugh. sure on hand than up at the previous. Yeah, ones. this one's actually really hard. I think because I want to yeah. go immediately towards uh, Slytherin because he is mm-hmm. such a bad boy. But I think uh, yeah. actively no. He. I mean, he has yeah. this. He has this self preservation and sure, yeah. determination. He's his ambition is to like have the fastest Kessel run and do yeah. the Yeah. Um No, never mind. I go back. I'm I'm back at Slytherin. <laughs> That's fair. That's definitely a strong reading. I said decidedly no and then was like <laughs> I think <laughs> you he's convinced a... yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's a character that straddles the line with Hufflepuff. I think he's a very caring, loyal friend through to the end. Even when he tries to be like do that self-preservation and leave, he then turns around and throws himself into this battle that could easily end up getting him killed. He's best right. friends with a dog. Yeah. <laughs> a, a big dog who can shoot and fly a spaceship. Yeah. Just... I was actually kind of getting a Hufflepuff vibe, like a bad boy Hufflepuff. <laughs> like, I think he almost, like, he wants to be Slytherin, or at least to project the idea of a Slytherin. Yeah. But I think he goes Hufflepuff. My favorite thing is when a character is, like, right in between that line of Slytherin <laughs> and Hufflepuff. I think they are much more closely related than most people realize. Yeah. He does have the loyalty going on, and mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd call him, like, patient or fair or kind <laughs> or tolerant eh. but <laughs> or yeah it's fair passive or yeah you yeah <laughs> well he was pretty passive when uh, greedo shot for <laughs> damn um <laughs> so it depends on if we're watching the the remastered George Lucas version or the original mm. <laughs> that's true that's true fair we're enough in which case down to that one moment yeah if we're saying that based on that then it comes down to the original then i guess we've got to go slytherin no wait hold he's a gryffindor <laughs> oh. oh okay go okay on. that is the most stubborn headstrong dude <laughs> like oh oh mm. yeah you're right you're right. When you put it like that, you're right. <laughs> yeah. What is a Gryffindor if not the combination of a Slytherin and a Hufflepuff? <laughs> I think that might be one of the first genuine house hot takes we've house had in a long time. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm i going to... I'm changing my vote to... Gryffindor. He is daring. He is determined. He has a lot of nerve. He may not use his courage or bravery to be like a (laughs) hero, but he has Hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like the the opening of episode five, right? Where he goes out in the snowstorm to find Luke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like you still do get that sense of um, loyalty as well. Yeah. All right. You've convinced me. Nice. Gryffindor for Han Solo. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Okay. Well, up next is Obi-Wan or whoever the fuck. <laughs> Help me, Obi-Wan, whoever the fuck. You're my only hoe. You're my only hoe. <laughs> this is what I know of Star Wars. <laughs> Good. You know the most important aspects then. <laughs> Look, the memes are the most important part of Star Wars, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (sighs) I'm sorry, Sequoia, it's over. I have the high ground. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fucking. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) I can't deal with that. (sighs) Um, Okay. Who's Obi-Wan? I'm sorry, Sequoia. Do you not like memes? Are they coarse and rough and gritty and they get everywhere? (laughs) I'm leaving. I'm leaving the podcast. The podcast is now just JD laughing to himself. Bye. So, Obi Wan Kenobi, sometimes called Ben. (laughs) What? It's 
fine. He is sometimes he's called just, Ben. I we introduced just, him as Ben Skywalker. It's so like anticlimactic. Well, ben. so when we first meet him, we know him as the old man hermit Ben. Sure. But sure. Luke gets this message from Princess Leia saying like, "I need Obi Wan Kenobi," and he's like, "Oh, that man's Ben Kenobi. Maybe he knows him." So he goes mm. to him and like, "Obi Wan, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time." And yeah, yeah, he yeah. tells him about the Clone Wars, and he's like, "Your father was a great Jedi uh, until Please. Darth Vader killed him." Please stop reciting the plot of Star Wars to me. <laughs> I've already told you I won't retain any of it. All right. Sequoia, maybe you better take over for me. Am I just... Uh, oh, are we... Are we? <laughs> am I reciting the plot of Star Wars to Alex? <laughs> I guess... No, tell please. us who... T- just tell us who Obi-Wan is as a person. Obi-Wan is... Uh, the kind of like the last of his order really he's one of the few remaining jedis and he's Mm. he's secluded himself in this series he's taken himself out of the uh out of the equation and hidden himself in the middle of the desert in part to keep watch over luke in part to keep watch over luke yeah but i i mean it's he's very much uh removing like a lot of bad stuff is happening and it seems at this point like when we get introduced to him and introduced to Jedi's and and the like that that is just like done they're just done with that Jedi's are over and we're done with this you know and he's just there to like look over Luke and not and and kind of keep his hands clean um but yeah they're described very much as a as yeah a fallen a group from a forgotten age almost like even though it's only been a few decades like they've been so mythologized to the point that many people don't believe that like the jedi religion is like is real it's bit, like you know it's how we regard ancient egyptian religion yeah like, sure it's like well obviously that's made up fairy tales for children right until they get choked by Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's there's definitely like the Sith at this point are the only remaining piece of this of this old religion that is, you know, believes in the force and uses the force and da 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 da. And so you have like this Darth Vader and you have Obi-Wan who is sort of the last remaining piece of the good side and not the dark side. So he does like represent a lot of like uh goodness, but when you get into like prequel era era stuff, he has experienced <laughs> a lot of trauma and done some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, what do we think? Right. Um well, my initial thought is, like, he's taking on that wise old mentor role, right? Yeah. He mm. dies in front of Luke, but then he still shows up in the next two films as a ghost just to give him tips and tricks. Right. Which, to me, leans towards Ravenclaw. Yeah. Sure. Ghost, ghost almanac does read Ravenclaw. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah, I, I do feel like he has, um at this point, the wisdom and the intelligence to, like both pass something on to Luke and also to mm. uh, n- know and accept when it was his time and how yeah. that would play out. So Yeah, like if, if we were talking more about him in the prequels and the Clone Wars and what have you, all that other stuff, we might be telling a different story. Right. But by this point, he has become so quiet and reserved and removed from it all mm. that he is just here to pass them what he knows and okay yeah nice okay well i think we can land pretty squarely on that yeah i think that's yeah i think that one's pretty cut and dry cool in that case up next is (laughs) (laughs) that was something that you just did it was something (laughs) it's chewy (laughs) um I think I can weigh in on this one. Please yeah. do, go ahead. Uh, Chewbacca is Han Solo's sort of best friend, um, <laughs> who is a Wookiee. Yes. And speaks a strange alien language that Han can understand, but uh, no one else really can. Um, 
I'm not sure. I think maybe other people do, or at least they pick it up as time goes on. Sure, 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 sure. Um, he's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. Why do you say that? He's a loyal friend and a hardworking companion. And a dog. And kind of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sequoia, what do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, I that's hard to argue with. Um, <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> is his... Because we can't understand him talking, and he doesn't talk very often, he's mostly just, like, there with Han Solo. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> his main trait is that he's there with Han yeah. Solo, which is like loyalty. <laughs> that yeah. and he can shoot a crossbow and fly a ship, but those aren't really house traits. Not really. Which is the archery house. Mm. No. What? Just no? No. Oh, okay. Just no. Just no. Fine. Then which one is the space pilot house? Ravenclaw. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Wow. That was pretty decisive. House hot take. House hot take. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I feel pretty cut and dry about Hufflepuff on this one. Um, yeah. Mainly because we just don't have a lot of information to go off of. Yeah. I felt really confident with Chewbacca. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Because there's not much to know. <laughs> so I feel like I understand all that there is pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I think you've got it on and the And then lock. he comes back in the, se- in the sequel trilogy and he hasn't changed. Yeah. At all. How- he hasn't even got a couple of gray hairs on nope. him. He- why fix why fix what's not broken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh good. Hufflepuff for Chewbacca. That's my alarm in the morning. <laughs> nice. Uh it's everyone's favorite. Like, let's be real here. Yeah. No one cares about the good guys in Star Wars. We're here for Star Vader and his music mm-hmm. and his <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And his force powers, and he's James Earl Jones. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, thank you, um, John Williams, for that one. Yeah. Really, yeah. really nailed it there. <laughs> when does he not? Yeah. That's true. I That's mean, true. yes. Also that. <laughs> Darth Vader. Alex, what do you know of Darth Vader? He's Luke's father. <laughs> Spoilers. I knew it. I knew, it. Like I knew that was what you were going to say. Know. <laughs> what if people haven't seen episode five yet? <laughs> it came out like 50 years ago. But what if... 50 years ago? Uh, 45. Well, Darth Vader is a Sith Lord and the, one of the most feared and powerful beings in the galaxy. And he's mm-hmm. got a cool red lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a Christmas ornament on our tree that talks... And it's Darth Vader, and he says stuff like, uh, these are not the gifts you're looking for. Um, <laughs> it's not even a Darth Vader line. No, it's not. Doesn't he, he doesn't say that. No, that's Obi-Wan. What, is, what does our ornament say? Is it stuff know. about cookies? It's like Star Wars lines, but they're like about Christmas. You don't know the power of the dark side. Oh, that's, that was Did good. you say that? That was good. Maybe. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's it's a it's a very strange part of Christmas is the Darth Vader ornament that is motion activated. So every time you walk past the Christmas tree, it talks to you. If you if you could see me right now, which you can't, but if you could, <laughs> um, you would see behind me the following things. <laughs> A, <laughs> I promise this is not a detour from what we were talking about. This is this is relevant content. Um, it's all good. Yep. It's a Death Star jelly bean dispenser. <laughs> yes. Um, a little Darth Vader that is like one of those rolly guys that you like pull it back and then it goes and and <laughs> and rolls off on its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You would see uh the, the baby. You know the baby. Baby. Oh, the baby Yoda. The baby, yeah. The baby. Yeah. You would see three of the baby. Uh, What's his actual name? Groot? Grogu. Please. Grogu. Please. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is, we don't joke about the baby in this house, okay? Um, (laughs) 
You would see also uh, two BB-8s, one C-3PO, and an R2-D2. Nice. Oh, and a uh, and a Lego um, spaceship. I don't know which one it is. It's from the yeah. new movies, and so uh, sure. I was like yeah, less yeah. stoked about it. But the <laughs> point being that you would see Darth Vader behind me. I just also had to list all those <laughs> yeah. other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Darth Picture Vader. The scene and paint the picture. <laughs> Darth Vader is iconic in like a very uh aesthetic way. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that the Star Wars franchise would have popped off without that. <laughs> yeah. I mean That's that's valid. Like yeah. everyone knows that breathing sound. Everyone knows the look of Darth Vader. Everyone like Yeah. You don't have to be a big Star Wars fan or have even seen the films, really, to know who or what Darth Vader is. Yeah. Exactly. Which is why it's so weird that we, like, if you are, if you shrink it down and are like, okay, just the original trilogy, what you know is that he was a Jedi. He became a bad guy. His kids were taken away from him. He was yep. still a bad guy. Then he wasn't at the very yeah. end. That's like what we have. Yeah, you don't even know about his pod racing career. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how many midichlorians he has. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Darth Vader, as we know him, is less interested in podca podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely not into podcasting. Imagine Darth Vader's podcast. <laughs> That would be so so hard to listen to with its breathing. With the breathing, it would be unbearable. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, no, no I couldn't. No. Welcome back to what? Hold on, I need to know what the title of this podcast is. <laughs> Please. The title of the podcast? Yeah, what is Darth Vader's podcast called? That's No Mooncast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stupid i like it yeah uh, um so darth vader is a character is slytherin right right this is like no buts about it yeah again if you took in his childhood and whatever you might say something different and while he's iconic visually and audibly and in so many other ways the character model is pretty cut and dry yeah villain like evil bad guy leader yeah mm -hmm. as far as we know he wants to rule the world or help his boss to rule the world yeah but also he likes his son kind of sure. <laughs> just just uh, just there at the end <laughs> yeah enough that he doesn't want to personally murder his son or see his son murdered in front of him yeah but like his son doesn't need two hands <laughs> well he just wanted to match <laughs> you're not a real skywalker if you've got both of your hands yeah what's that even about yeah he's definitely i don't know. I, I wouldn't go with because i feel like he is a little bit of like a like a yes man and like a mm -hmm. plebe you know he just he he's not the architect of th of mm. the bad guy plan he's just there yeah. helping the bad guy plan go through so i oh my gosh what is he greg and Vinny? <laughs> <laughs> you mean my favorite greg harry potter characters <laughs> is he the greg and Vinny to the emperor's malfoy he is <laughs> he's the muscle <laughs> He's the goon. Yeah. Oh my god. He that's exactly what he is. He's the goon in is. a really cool suit. He's the goon. He's a goon in a really cool suit. That's it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would argue maybe a bit more like Lucius vibes in that he's mm. serving Voldemort rather than some teenager. <laughs> no, he's Greg and Vinny. Okay. No. Okay. It's <laughs> both crammed into the suits. Okay. One, one on the other shoulders. Yeah. Okay. It's Greg and Vinny in a trench coat. <laughs> this is canon now. I just feel like like Lucius and Darth Vader both share uh, a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I think the suggests uh, a kinship. Where's Darth Vader's lightsaber with a snake head on the end? Oh my god. Here's the thing is that like his his most Slytherin thing might be that he's just like a fucking drama queen. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I mean, it, it, like the moment you've got in um, Rogue One where like they're in the darkened room and he just turns on his lightsaber. Yeah. It's like, I have entered. Yeah. Who is this for? Yeah, there's not going to be any witness to the event. He's killing everyone there. Oh man. I love. Oh man. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Darth Vader is a Slytherin lackey. Slytherin yeah. lackey drama queen. Oh, well, I say, um, up next, it's uh, C-3PO, human cyborg relations. Oh, that's good. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got, I, I've got the accent for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. I say, Sequoia, tell us about C-3PO. Yeah, C-3PO is human-cyborg relations. Um, They are a robot that um, speaks a lot of languages, so they do translation, and mostly that. They like to talk. They like to hear (laughs) the sound of their own voice. And yeah. uh, they don't like to get caught up in all of the problems, which is unfortunate because... (laughs) They the problems seem to revolve around the droids yeah. more than anyone else. I mean, the problems <laughs> yeah. revolve around R two D two a lot, but C three PO is like a like really a good friend to R two D two, and like will really stick with R two D two, and that's why C three PO gets into all of the shit too, because they're just like following around R two D two, being like, "That's a really good robot. I like him." <laughs> See, I like that you're saying that, but isn't the first scene in Star Wars literally C-3PO deciding to leave R2-D2 and walk off? <laughs> but he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he, they, they, they find each other again, and then they're just together forever. Yes. I do have to say, like, my favorite thing about Star Wars, that, like, the, the few things I do retain are, mm. like, the robots with fun personalities. Yeah. Like, yeah. R2-D2 is a little shit. <laughs> um, We're not there yet. Hang I know, on. I know, I know. Um, C-3PO is, like, such, such anxiety. <laughs> yeah, anxiety <laughs> incarnate. Yeah. And, like, I can relate. <laughs> Um, I like C-3PO a lot. I'm not going to lie. As for the house, Sequoia, I feel like we're going to land again pretty closely together on this one. I don't know. I think that that C-3PO could go either Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. Oh? I mean, my my major instinct is to go Ravenclaw because he is a very cerebral individual who... What's your argument for Hufflepuff? I'm going to say that the predominant trait of C-3PO is loyalty. Okay. Interesting. Yeah? Yeah. Because you would think that it was intelligence because that is what uh, C-3PO is programmed to be intelligent. But what C-3PO is, is loyal. Yeah, because C-3PO is a big dummy. Yeah. <laughs> like C3PO speaks all the languages, mm-hmm. but that's it. They have they have a skill set that's programmed in. Mm-hmm. Big dummy who's incredibly anxious. Again, <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> but okay, but if you ask C3PO, what house would they want to be in? Ravenclaw. Yeah. Mm. But either mm. are they the type like Neville who would sit there going like please don't put me there or please put me here but then be like nah I'm in charge shut up go where I tell you to yeah <laughs> I mean I feel like Neville is is a is a good uh, example because Neville is also anxiety <laughs> true Neville's my favorite Harry Potter character <laughs> uh, again for reasons of relatability. <laughs> <laughs> Also, if we make sure C-3PO gets into Hufflepuff, still gets to wear the gold. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That just makes the, the gold like some house pride. Yeah. Yeah. C-3PO wouldn't look as good in blue. No. It's fair. No. <laughs> All right. I'll go with you on Hufflepuff. Yeah. For C-3PO. Nice. 
And finally for our main characters, Alex, tell us about R2-D2. Well, like I said, <laughs> R2-D2 is a little shit. <laughs> um, somehow manages to be one of the sassiest Star Wars characters despite <laughs> only speaking in beeps and boops. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all I know. Here's a fun thing as well. At the end of episode three, they like wipe C-3PO's memory banks, which is why like C-3PO doesn't remember about like, oh, doesn't remember who Obi-Wan is and anything else. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case for R2. R2-D2 knows the whole time who everyone is and just doesn't say anything to anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my R2's God. R2's like, all right, I'm gonna see how this plays out. <laughs> oh my God. R2-D2's here for the drama. <laughs> <laughs> what Hogwarts house is the little shit house? Gryffindor, 112%. R2 <laughs> uh, does like to charge in. Mm. No questions asked. Yeah. No. <laughs> R2-D2 is like, I will just like bust up into Jabba the Hutt's experience right now because I yeah. have shit to do. Um, very courageous. Artu's just like, yo, where's my lightsaber at? Yeah. Gimme. Yeah. I got more midichlorians than any of you motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is actually a, a, a line translated from his people. Yeah, mm, yeah, I would yeah. say so. <laughs> that adds up. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right. Cool. Okay. Um, well, I think it's time. It's time. It's time for the Force Lightning Bolt Round. Woo! That's nothing. Woo! Unlimited <laughs> All right. So the way we're going to do this is Alex is going to throw us characters back and forth alternating and we're just going to give like a five second summary of the character and a house for it. Mm -hmm. All right, JD, tell me about my friend Palpatine and his pal friend Patine. <laughs> Jesus. So my pal friend Patine is emperor of the known galaxy and he's a pal. He took over through a political coup and has lightning powers and is Darth Vader's boss slash Malfoy. So I guess I've got to be Slytherin. All right. Uh, Sequoia, tell me about Yoda. Yoda is a Jedi and is a species of unknown origin and has been alive <laughs> ostensibly forever. And also a Muppet. And also a <laughs> Muppet. Um, I'm gonna go with Ravenclaw. Nice, nice. JD, tell me about Wedge Antilles? Yeah, Wedge Antilles is one of Luke's friends from back home who ends up meeting up with in the Rebellion okay. as another pilot. And, like, trained with the... Trained with the Empire to be a pilot before, like, ditching for the Rebellion. Which I'd say is pretty brave, so I'm gonna go Gryffindor. Okay. Uh, Sequoia, you have Ant Beru. Beru? Beru? I think Beru. Beru? Yeah. Um, she is Luke Skywalker's aunt that he lives with, that raised him, and she is a farmer. Uh, and that's basically all we know about her. She kind of stands up to Uncle Owen about how she, how Luke should be able to go off to pilot school with his friends and not have to stay for another harvest. So I'm going to go with Hufflepuff. Nice. Uh, JD, you have Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen, similarly Luke's uncle, step-uncle, who, again, we know about as much as Sorry, you shook your head and I thought you were like... I'm flipping my hair around <laughs> okay. like a dork. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Owen helped raise Luke and is a very firm-handed uncle up until the point where he is burned alive. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go Slytherin. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Sequoia, you have Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> is Star Wars names are stupid. Moff is his title. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh Tarkin is a uh, grand moff of the Death Star, right? Yeah. 
Yes. Right. I want to say yes. Um, What's a moth? Is is a rank <laughs> in in okay. bad guy? It's a bad guy rank. <laughs> All to right. be fair, like Peter Cushing, the actor who played him, did straight up say, "I've often wondered what a grand moth was." <laughs> Yeah, he uh, blows up Alderaan. Mm. Mm. And that was... Bitch. That was, yeah, that was seriously uncool. But he is kind of a dick to Darth Vader, which is kind of fun. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to go with Slytherin. Cool. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, JD, you have Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian played both by two incredible actors in Billy D. Williams and... Donald Glover. Don- yeah, I was gonna say Donald Glover. And they're both incredible. He's Han Solo's smug friend from smuggling days, but now he's in charge of the Cloud City and he wants to protect it, so he ends up kind of betraying them a little bit, but also he tries to help them. I'm gonna say tricky one. Hufflepuff for his loyalty to Cloud City. Okay. Mm. <laughs> also, I feel like he's a lover, not a fighter, but that's more of a vibe than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely fucks, um, okay? Yes. Yes, that's fa- that's yes. Uh, Sequoia, you get Boba Fett. Uh Boba Fett is a bounty hunter who wears Mandalorian armor and uh is like pretty decent at his job. So, um I'm going to go Gryffindor. Nice. From what I understand, this is a character that had like a very little presence in the movie that people really, really love regardless. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. He looks yeah. cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, JD, you have Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt is a crime boss who is blackmailing Han at one point and like ends up taking him into custody in his like, like carbonite form. Sure. Uh, he hired Boba Fett to go and get him. Crime boss Slytherin. All right. Big slug. Not yeah. worth mentioning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I said we said he's a hut. I assume that means slug. Oh, okay. I forget. I thought that was mm-hmm. a title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> uh, Sequoia, you have Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar knows that it's a trap. I'm gonna go Ravenclaw. <laughs> Okay, good, good, good. The the most important (laughs) character-defining aspect. I'm like, that's all I know about this character. Um, JD, you have Neonum? I don't know either. I put him on the list because apparently he shows up in some of the, I I think episode six, but then also returns for like all three of the new ones, apparently, is what I can see. I mean, he's a costumed character, but also the actor's returned for the role. Oh, that's nice. I love when they do that. And is voiced by... Oh, who was it? I think... Check this. Is someone speaking their native language? Like, I'm presenting it as an alien language, essentially. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Me... Maybe slightly problematic, but yes. interesting. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> kind of a, a moral strange yeah. area. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kenyan. Kipsang Rotic. Uh, yeah, speaking Kenyan, apparently, from what huh. I've read. Um... All I know is they help uh, Lando fly the Millennium Falcon. They help Sir Hufflepuff. Okay. Great. Sequoia, you get Salacious B. Crumb. Excellent. I love Salacious B. Crumb. Salacious B. Crumb is a weird looking Muppet that uh, uh, (laughs) seems to live in Jabba the Hutt's tail. Um... (laughs) Which is kind of creepy, and also is such a fan favorite that they brought that puppet back for the Mandalorian, because um, fucking incredible. So uh, I am gonna give Salacious B Crumb uh, Slytherin for just like achieving this great yeah. status. I'm just like the audacity of Salacious having a middle initial. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Star Wars names are just fascinating. To it. Um, well, I wanted to ask, is this like a um, symbiotic relationship that this guy has with Jabba? If he's living in his tail, is that like a thing? Or are they just Don't buddies? ask me. I think Jabba just likes his laugh. He goes, ha, 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 ha. 
Um, I read that apparently he's a jester. Oh, okay. He keeps him around because he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because he got a good laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Great name. (laughs) Great name. Um, and speaking of great names, our final character, JD, this is going to you. Yep. Uh, Droopy McCool. I don't know fuck all about Droopy McCool. I put him on the list mm-hmm. because holy shit, the sheer audacity <laughs> of the name Droopy McCool. <laughs> that is incredibly brave. This character clearly fucks. Gotta be Gryffindor. <laughs> right. And that's Star Wars, the original trilogy, sorted. We did it. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Cool. Sequoia, could Uh we invite you to sort it out? You could. You could. Here's the thing about Harry Potter. And, you know, (laughs) and most things. I'm going to say and most things. Um, Mm. Not gay enough. (laughs) I I had a feeling this is where you were going to go. Extremely valid. Listen, I have a brand. <laughs> yes, you have a fan fiction podcast for which the theme song is Wolfstar. Like, yeah, I have like a, a running list of ideas <laughs> that I will use eventually for sorting it out. Yeah. One of which is literally just make it gayer. So, like, yeah. I it, absolutely. <laughs> what? How specifically do you want to make it gayer? Um, I think that just like uh, statistically, it is unlikely that there are there's not a gay couple at Hogwarts, and I'd like yeah. to put forward a couple of different uh, um, ideas for this. Um, I, I'm Sequoia. I'm Sequoia. I'm sure that yeah. there were gay ca- couples at Hogwarts, but they just weren't relevant oh, to Harry's journey. My God. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is when Umbridge was around and saying boys and girls must be separated, they were having the time of their lives. <laughs> they were at it. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I would like to just put forward some uh, some ideas as far as yeah. how this could go. Um, I'm thinking of some of my faves here. Uh, Dean Thomas slash Seamus mm-hmm. Finnegan. A classic. I yes. think that's a very classic. Popular. I think that's a it's a very very good classic. Um, I mean, even the actors are into it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I think also that like it's important that when you make Hogwarts gayer, that you're like universally acknowledging all the different kinds of queer shit in this world. Uh, mm-hmm. So yes. I think it is yeah. important that we have our bicon Harry Potter who is yep. bi. Yes. That's just that's just yes. canon. That is just actually so canon. We we guested recently on our friend's podcast not not if I reboot you first and we were rebooting Harry Potter like if we were trying to improve it nice. a bit today and making Harry bi was one of the things we mentioned. Yeah. Like specifically. Got to be. Yeah. Got to be. Because he is. Boys don't yeah. go around thinking wow Cedric Diggory is so pretty. And yeah. <laughs> he Gosh, was into I it. I just can't stop thinking about Draco Malfoy. I need to know where he is at every moment of the day. Exactly. <laughs> Boys, hella, uh. hella queer. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that for them. I like uh, some some good ace vibes for Luna. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it, Luna's ace. <laughs> I'm also kind Luna. of into that for Charlie. Char- oh yeah, that's a very yes. that's a very popular fan one. Charlie being yeah. ace, mm-hmm. yeah. Why would Charlie yeah. want to make out with a girl or a boy when there are dragons? Valid exactly. and relatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly, exactly. Um, I think that. Let's see what else have we got here. You know, you both know, you both know. I love a good uh, Pavardi lavender scenario. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Gotta be, gotta be. Uh, but you know, I think that there's a lot of space to make Hogwarts gay, and mm. we are mm-hmm. we are given such a small slice, and we are you know relegated, especially in fan fiction, to the characters that Harry knows in the <laughs> yeah. in universe. Yeah. So there's there's not a whole lot to go off of there because um, Harry doesn't mm. 
uh, pay attention to other people because he's very important. Um, yep. But <laughs> he is the chosen one. He is the chosen one. So, but I think that the you know there's a you, if I'm going to sort it out, I'm gonna make it gay. How about Terry Boots and Anthony Goldstein? Ooh, I like yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. You know what I love? I love a good uh, JFF, Justin Finch, Fletchley, <laughs> Terry Boots yeah. scenario. Oh. Oh, yeah. They have like a whole like little love triangle going oh. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some spicy drama in the background. I just like, I, I love some like uh, random side Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw plus mm. random side Hufflepuff slash Ravenclaw. Like, it is yeah. a good point, right? Justin Fletch Fletchley was very relevant for one book and then disappears. Why? Because he's off making out with his boyfriend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. That would be a big way to sort out Harry Potter. Yeah. Okie dokie. Sequoia, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. That was fun. If people would like to find you on the internet, where can they do so? You can find me doing podcasting on the podcasting platform of your podcast listening choice. Uh, you can find my podcasts, Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them, or But Make It Scary. You can also find those on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fanatical Fix or at But Make It Scary. You can find me personally at Sasquoya on some stuff and at Sequoia Simone on other stuff. And I cannot tell you exactly what those things are, but I do have a website, sequoiasimone.com. Nice. Fantastic. Well, thank you for listening to Sorted. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... Steampunks. Cult Classics. And Cool Tank. And don't forget to check out our new podcast, Pokemakers. Thank you to Matt Majakamo of the Wampum Willows for our theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. And if you agree or disagree with our sorting, you can find us on Twitter at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pachu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And while you're there on Star Wars, tweet at us your favorite bullshit random side character and we all sort them, like Droopy fucking McCool. I assume that is his legal middle name. <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs> Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house, it's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. We're three friends who went to college together. Hey, Gabe. Did you know that Akira Kurosawa has a writing credit on Star Wars? I didn't know that. Good, because I made it up. I have one. The creator of the Frisbee made his ashes into a commemorative run of Frisbees. I don't believe you. That's 100% real, my dude. Them's the Facts, a show about fun facts and lying to your friends. Every other Wednesday. On the Pocket Podcast Network.